Let's be clear. There is still no evidence that what happened in Atlanta, as bad and as tragic as it was, was a racially motivated hate crime against Asian Americans. As far as we know and as far as we can tell, the shooter's motive was a sex addiction, like he was a mentally ill person, but the shooter's motive was a sex addiction that he basically thought he was trying to eliminate by taking out massage parlors where he at least believed that sexual activities take place. And so if anything, okay, if anything, the evidence actually points more, when you really hear that motive, the evidence actually points more towards it being a hate crime against women than it does against Asians, but I digress. It doesn't matter to them. It really doesn't matter to them. So with it, there again, there is no evidence currently, and I'm not saying maybe he was lying because that's a possibility, but as it currently stands, there is no evidence that what happened in Atlanta, as bad as it was, was a hate crime against Asians in particular. Number two, eight people were killed in Atlanta. Eight people were murdered in Atlanta. Not just the six that are convenient to your political narrative. I see people genuinely reporting, okay, the the Atlanta shooting as if only six people died and not eight people. By the way, if you ever see that, if you ever see the reason for that, you wonder why they're undercounting the deaths by two people. It's because six of the people that were killed were Asian, two of them were white. And I see genuine slide posts by your Emily's and your Emily Acabs on, uh, on, on Instagram actually reporting the shooting as six people having died, as if white people are somehow not human beings whose lives matter as well. So again, it's probably because they want to paint it as a hate crime, but it doesn't really make sense. How, how would it be a hate crime if he also shot at white people? Well, there you go. So all of this begs the question, why exactly is the left trying so hard to paint this as a hate crime? You notice that, right? Because if the evidence as it currently stands is pointing against it actually being a hate crime against Asians, why is the left hoping, basically rooting for it to end up being declared as a hate crime? And why do they want it to be a hate crime so bad, so bad that they will actually go against the currently given evidence just to try to paint it as a hate crime? And we have the answer, okay? We have the answer, and we know the reason for this is because the perpetrator is white. And that's the only reason. I know that's the only reason because, as we might have, ta- as you guys might have remember, we talked about a few weeks ago on that podcast titled uh, "Why the Left Hates Asians." And if you haven't watched or listened to that, you should go listen to that. I think it's episode twenty-one or something. I'm not exactly sure, but if, if my memory serves correctly, I think it's episode twenty-one. We talked about this NBC article that I kid you not got out here and said, it says that we should not rush to label uh, the, these, these crimes against Asian Americans that are happening in America as hate crimes because of the fact that the perpetrators are black, okay? Like this, this is a genuine article, remember we talked about it? It's all talking about how we shouldn't rush to label this, guys. Like that, 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 just, that just reinforces racist connotations against black people and the reason they were doing that was because uh, you know, the perpetrators were black and they're basically trying to protect, uh, I guess, their, their protected class or something. But now, check out what NBC News is publishing now that this crime against mostly Asian Americans is committed by a white person. They say, now, now they're saying, it doesn't matter what the shooter said his motive was. He doesn't get to decide what the motive was and he doesn't get to decide whether or not it's a hate crime. 
That's what they're now saying, okay? And so I've talked about this before, but, you know, in case you're kind of wondering, why is it that they clearly treat white people differently than all other races of people? You can clearly see it, okay? Like, it, it, it could not be more transparent than these two NBC articles side by side. When black people, which, by the way, disproportionately and just in general, more of these crimes against Asian Americans, like way more when you account for population, are being committed by black people than by white people. Why is it that they're treated differently? Why is it that when the perpetrator is white, everyone immediately rushes to label it a hate crime, but when the perpetrator is black, everyone immediately rushes to try their best not to label it as a hate crime? And it's because of this. Fundamentally speaking, what we are seeing is basically a reskin, a remake of the old Marxist class divide. You remember the old Marx divide, Marxist divide, the old communist divide, right? In society, you have the, the bourgeoisie, basically the rich, wealthy elite at the top, and the proletariat, the working people at the bottom, and it's basically this class, constant class struggle between the, the two social classes trying to uh, trying to v basically vie for control of society and the bourgeoisie are pressing the pro proletariat and all the proletariat have to do is rise up the workers of the world have to rise up and overthrow the bourgeoisie and there will be global peace well that's what the left marxist communist all of them they've basically been able to create this coalition around it that's what they've been trying for a hundred years and in some places it's worked but they've really been found finding that in america it doesn't work so well for a number of reasons, but the old class divide doesn't work so well. And so you've seen in the last few years, and it's probably, it, it, it started a lot, like decades ago, but really it's starting to accelerate in the last few years. What you're seeing is they've changed this divide to where it's no longer about class, it's now about race. So essentially, now white people are the bourgeoisie and all other minority groups are the proletariat. So they will take, they will take advantage of any incident for, to incite hate against white people by the proletariat, or in this case, the other minority groups, right? And, and, and any chance they get, because they want to basically try to get the minority, and instead of the workers of the world, now they're trying to get the minorities of the world to rise up and overthrow, not the, pro, not the bourgeoisie, not the rich people, but to overthrow the white man. And that, that's essentially what you're seeing here. And that's why they're treated so differently, right? They don't like it when the proletariat fight with one another because that, that doesn't really uh, back up their narrative. And what, what do they say? What do they say when uh, minorities commit crimes against other minorities? Whether that's, you know, a minority committing a crime against their own minority group or another minority group. What do they say? They blame it on. They, 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 they try to have such a ridiculous stretch to where they blame it on white supremacy, right? They say the reason why black people are killing black people in, in black neighborhoods is because of white supremacy and white supremacists. The reason why black people are committing crimes against Asians is because of white supremacy, right? The reason why Hispanics are committing crimes against Hispanics, all, all of it, it's always white supremacy. They try to blame everything essentially on that top class. It used to be the rich people they blame, now it's the white people they blame. And that's why you see it uh, being treated so differently. But Asians in particular have always been a little bit contradictory to this whole, you know, old Marxist divide. Because if the narrative, and this is why, this is why I, I, I just feel like, and I noticed that all this performative activism, specifically around Asian people, is so disingenuous and just so simply fraudulent. Asian people forever, basically for the past few decades, have completely destroyed that Marxist divide, have always destroyed that sort of class or race narrative. Because if the narrative is that 
the white people are the bourgeoisie. Like they hold all the wealth and the power and the political power in society, and they're just using all of it to hold down the minority groups. It's kind of easy to say that to, to paint that narrative when you're talking about Hispanics or Native Americans or blacks because you can see it. You can see the socioeconomic disparities. But that entire narrative, that entire Marxist divide essentially falls apart when you see the fact that Asians are the highest earning minority group in terms of income in America. And it's not close. They make like they make like in somewhere in the 80,000 range per year. You have whites on average making around 60,000. Asians are actually on average far more socioeconomically powerful than white people in America. And if you want to break it down by ethnicity, guess who the richest ethnicity is in America? It's Indian Americans who are a subcategory of Asian Americans. So like we are actually, we actually hold the most wealth in society. Maybe not the most political power, but that's simply because we're like a very small minority group. So it makes sense that we wouldn't hold all the political power. But in terms of wealth, which fundamentally, you know, the old Marxist divide, we actually are the ones that hold the wealth, okay? And when you talk about academic performance, all this stuff, we are actually more successful on average in society than whites. And that completely smashes the whole narrative of white people holding everyone down, right? Right, okay, and that, that's why I've talked about this before. For years, the left has basically tried to clump Asians in as white people. The left has actually actively discriminated against Asians as they would against whites. I mean, you guys might have remembered in that other podcast, I talked about that Washington school district that counted Asian Americans as not being people of color. They actually basically counted us among whites because we did not make the graph of academic performance where they were trying to basically show academic disparities and we didn't make that graph look convenient for them because we were actually above the whites. So what did they do? They lumped us in with the whites and said we weren't minorities. This is the type of stuff you have seen from, 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 for, for so long from, a, uh, from the left towards Asians, right? I think it's just so ironic, so ironic that you, you have all these people with hashtags like end Asian hate or hashtag, they're saying end Asian discrimination, right? You have people saying end Asian discrimination while they actively support and call for affirmative action. Like really, really? While you have people that spout a bunch of nonsense like saying that the meritocracy, which favors on average Asian Americans the most is racist and all this stuff, they have called for us, called for policies that discriminate against us the most. Affirmative action is the greatest example for years. And now all of a sudden, these people are basically pretending like they've always been on our side or something like that. I think it's so funny that, you know, you talk about hashtag end Asian violence and all this stuff. And yet every single time there's been a riot in any inner city, while we go out there and say, hey, rooftop Koreans, rooftop Koreans are our heroes. You guys, lib all the time, I always see it. Liberals slander rooftop Koreans, you know, Asian Americans basically defending their businesses from violent rioter rioters and looters, most of whom are other minorities, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about the defending businesses aspect of all this. Every single time, they get slandered, okay? They get slandered, they get attacked, you know, basically compared to Kyle Rittenhouse, and now suddenly, guys, now suddenly, guys, these people are the ones saying hashtag end Asian violence, hashtag end Asian discrimination. These are the people who have been discriminating against Asians 
for years. People who still will not retract their stances on things like affirmative action and all this stuff. Yeah, we know it's full of crap. It, uh, all it is, it's, it's, just, it's, it's purely opportunistic, okay? And not saying that these people's policies or, or what they want is good in general for anyone because it's simply not. But especially in this case, it's opportunistic because we have been called model minority, white people light, all this stuff, right? Basically cast aside because we don't make the graphs look important or, or, or look correct. We are the ones that get hurt the most by affirmative action, not white people, it's Asians. And affirmative action is a policy that left-wingers in America still support. All of this stuff for all of these years and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, look at my Asian American over there. Look at him, are you the greatest? No, shut up, shut up. Shut up, liberal, okay? Like, seriously, Emily, please shut the hell up about your virtue signaling. If you want to end systemic... Let me tell you, okay, let, let, let's, let's do this, okay? If you really want to end systemic racism, quote-unquote, against Asian people, uh, the, the easiest step is probably step one, uh, get rid of all affirmative action, because we all know how that story goes and how it hurts Asian Americans the most. Of course, they won't do that. Right? They won't do that. Because every, every time BLM comes around, they have to support affirmative action because it's like, we need more black people into schools. But not at the expense of white people, at the expense of Asian people. But they don't... Right, right. Okay. That's number one. But number two, let's talk about the hashtag end Asian violence aspect of it. Because that's a hashtag you're seeing. Hashtag end Asian violence. Okay? Well, let, let, me, let me speak specifically to my, my fellow Asians out there. Okay? Because it is true. It is true that in general... Violent crime against Asian Americans is increasing in America. That's true. And it's also true that violent crime in general since 2020 has been increasing in America. I really wonder why that is. But it's true in general, right? And it's also true that white people are not the driving catalyst for this violent crime against Asian Americans. It's actually, but I digress. But I digress. Regardless of who's causing it, or, or why it's happening, whatever. It is true that violent crime against Asian Americans is increasing in America, and I, I won't deny that. And I won't, I won't pretend like it's not a dangerous world out there because it is a dangerous world out there. But you wanna know how to hashtag, how to really hashtag end Asian violence? Well, listen up, Emily. Asian Emily in this case. What, what do you call an Asian Emily? I don't know, I guess you just call her Emily. I mean, there's, this, there's Asian Emilies too. Okay, listen up, Asian Emily. Slide posts on Instagram from at diversifier narrative about systemic racism or whatever the hell will not save you from violence in the real world. Okay, they just won't. But you know what, Will? The Second Amendment. Okay, you really want to talk about oh, ending systemic racism. So, so basically, here's what they say. They say violence against Asian Americans is a product of systemic racism against Asian Americans. And so now say they want to end violence against Asian Americans. Okay, well, if that's the case, let's look at a lot of places where Asian Americans live in the United States, right? A lot live in sort of Southern California, right? Like LA, Orange County, and Northern California. That's where you see a lot of these hate crimes happening, like Oakland and San Francisco. And you have a lot of them that live in New York, like New York City as well. And you know, scattered across other types of places. But regardless, most of these places, all right, all right, folks, you ready for this? You ready for this? Most of these places are ran by Democrats, okay? Most of the places where hate crimes against Asian Americans are ran by Democrats. And why am I pointing that out specifically? I'm pointing that out specifically because in places like, let's just take Los Angeles, for instance, because that's where I live. It is very hard, first of all, to even get a gun. Okay, but let's say you do get a gun. Okay, which is not impossible, but it is much harder than in other states. 
It is, however, virtually impossible to get a concealed carry permit here in Los Angeles. The DA basically only gives out a hundred of, out of a county of like nine million people or something, right? Like seriously, they don't let people have concealed carry permits here. They just deny them all. Well, guess who is most affected by that, folks? Okay, guess who's most affected by that? In this case, if you're going to talk about violence against Asian Americans, Asian Americans are the ones who are affected by this, okay? You are stopping Asian Americans from defending themselves when you rally and you lobby against concealed carry, which liberals always do. Always do. They always are everywhere that's ran by liberals. Concealed carry is way harder or it's virtually impossible. You know who you're hurting the most? You know who you're hurting the most? Certainly not criminals because they'll carry their, their 9 millimeter in their pocket regardless of whether or not it's legal or not because they're criminals. The people you are hurting are the people who genuinely want to protect themselves, such as Asian Americans who are supposedly now higher targets of crime than other uh, you know, groups of people. But in general, it's a freaking violent place out there, especially in places like San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles. These are dangerous ass cities. And you are stripping the right, the constitutional right of Asian Americans to be able to defend themselves. You wanna talk about hashtag end Asian violence? Why don't you stop posting on uh, a stupid nonsense on Instagram about how Oh, this perpetuates racism. Whatever the hell you're doing, okay? Shut up, Emily. Go get a gun. Go learn how to use it, okay? And go move to a state like Texas or somewhere where you're allowed to actually don't. Texas is not even a constitutional carry state. Move to Tennessee or Arizona, okay? Learn how to use it and carry, okay? Stay packing. That's how you stop violence against Asian Americans. I, I, I firmly believe uh, as well. A lot of Asians are business owners. A lot of Asian businesses are the targets of violence, whether that's riots or, in this case, in Atlanta, you know, a, a, a random mass shooting. In general, I firmly believe that every business owner in America, Asian or not, whatever, every business owner in America should be allowed to bring a gun into their business, to have a gun sitting around at their business, and should be allowed to use that gun in self-defense in, in the same, basically, legal jurisdiction that you would within your own home, Okay. If you want to end violence against Asian Americans for real, like if you if, if if people are serious about reducing violence against Asian Americans, that's the solution. The Second Amendment is is like the, the oldest time given time tested solution. Okay, and maybe maybe defunding the police doesn't really help either. But in general, I'm more of a fan of you deal with the situation on spot, not wait five minutes or whatever for the police to show up because you could be dead within that five minutes, right? I'm more of a fan of concealed carry or, or open carry, whatever the hell you prefer, I'm a fan of carrying and that being your main form of self-defense. But guess what, folks? Guess what? In places that are run by Democrats, you cannot do it, okay? And if you want to say, again, that violence against Asians, that is increasing indeed, is a product of systemic racism, then it is also systemically, would by that logic be systemically racist to prevent Asians from being able to defend themselves and so therefore, such laws that basically make it impossible to conceal carry by, in nature, are systemically racist themselves. But I digress, okay? It's not really about that. We just want a virtue signal, okay? We just want to use this crap to push our old school Marxist divide against white people without actually making any type of solutions of substance or anything else, okay? And that's what it is, all right? Just wanted to share that. 
Again, oh, oh, by the way, I want to I talk about this. Asian Americans, please know that you're being used as political pawns. They don't give a shit about you, okay? You know how I know they don't give a shit about you? Because they're the ones who support affirmative action and all this other nonsense to begin with. But I do appreciate, I, I've been seeing reports that more Asian Americans are buying guns. I noticed that myself. I, I, on Saturday, I went to the gun store with my dad, just browsing around, right? And I saw, like, the, I, I, I usually, right, I, 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 don't, I don't really see that many Asian people at the range. Usually, because it's in Simi Valley. Usually it's like, it was usually white people because it's Simi Valley. Sometimes there's Hispanic people in there. Never really seen Asians until then. I was like, oh, crap, there's, 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 there's Asians here now. And it, it, it's, like, it's like, like super fobby Asians, too. Like, like they, they, I barely spoke any English. Really old couple. But there they are shopping for guns. I was like... I applaud you, true American right there, okay? That, that, that's assimilation, folks, okay? That's assimilation for my Asian immigrants. You want to assimilate to America? Buy a gun. That's step one. Anyways, guys, with that being said, that'll wrap up this podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on one of the, the platforms, be sure to follow. If you're on iTunes, give it a five-star rating. And until next time, remember, folks, stay strapped or get clapped. Alpha moves only. See you guys next time. Peace.